Have you ever found yourself putting in a lot of effort, time, energy, whether it's through journaling, meditation, or other exercises to sort out why something is an issue in your life, why you make certain choices, why you repeat some patterns. If you find yourself in this round room looking for why, then I want you to listen to today's episode because looking for why can become quicksand as you are attempting to move forward in your life. You have come to the place where you can learn to harness the power of intention, to create subconscious beliefs that serve you, and to gain insights that allow you to create a life personally and professionally that you desire. This is the place where you leverage your subconscious mind and design your destiny. Join me now, your host, Penny Chason. Hey, hey, joyful souls, it's Penny and back with another episode for you and something that requires a little bit of contemplation, a little bit of self-reflection. This might not be you, but then again, it may be. And because we're all at different places on our journey, we all need to look at things sometimes from a top-down view to, once again, have that awareness of where we're coming from. But even if you find that today's episode doesn't pertain to you, it might pertain to someone in your life. And if it does, I would love for you to give today's episode a share because it has been said that the quality of our life is dependent upon the quality of the questions we ask. I have seen several people credited with that quote, but when it was shared with me, I was told that it was uh, Richard Bandler who coined that phrase. The quality of our life is determined by the quality of the questions that we ask. Now, as someone who works in subconscious transformation and helping people to shift beliefs in the way that they think, I often avoid, well, actually, I would say always, but you know what they say about the words always and never, those aren't true statements. (laughs) Anytime we say something with always or never, I do my best to avoid using the word why, because when we question why, then generally we associate that with having done something wrong, not well enough, not good enough, that we have to justify our actions. Basically, it has a negative connotation to it. That is the point that I'm making here. Emotionally, it feels negative. Think of someone asking you, well, For example, when I restarted my hypnosis practice, 
one of the anesthesiologists at the hospital is like, well, why would you do that? And it's like, well, why would I stay here and let someone else tell me when I can have a day off when I have to work and how much I get to make? Like, why would I put up with that? You know, once you have a taste of running your own business and having some control over your schedule, your lifestyle, then that just kind of goes out the window. You know, your perspective shifts. So let me back up to where I was. Typically, when someone asks you why, it puts you on the defensive. There's nothing wrong with us asking ourselves, you know, what causes me to feel this way? How come, you know, I find myself in this situation now? I would encourage you to get away from using why and asking yourself what causes me to feel this way, what causes me to think this way, how come I find myself in this situation, what have I done to contribute to this, or what choices could I have made to be in a different place right now. If we're simply, quickly looking to uncover a thought or a belief or a pattern so that we can shift it, that's okay. But many times what happens is when we begin to ask why, we end up going down a rabbit hole. Because one question leads to another, leads to another, if you are someone who tends to get into your stories. One of the reasons why asking why is a broken strategy is because it looks into the past not to the future. So if you find yourself in a situation like it is important to have an awareness of how you got into that situation, but not why. Once you realize it's like, okay, how did I get here? Now, what can I do to change this? Where are there opportunities for me to improve this situation? What are other choices that I have? If you instead begin going, well, why did I do this? And it's like, oh, you know, my mom, she was an alcoholic. And, and, you know, not just was she an alcoholic, but, you know, I think that I probably did this because there was this one time when I was seven years old that I slipped and I fell in the mud puddle and I dirtied my dress and she grabbed me by the arm and she snatched me up. And I think in that moment that maybe I thought this. And, you know, then when I was 12, this thing happened And when I was 20, this thing happened. You can see where I'm going with this. If we get to digging too much into the past, we're getting into all of these stories. We're dragging up all of this emotion. We're just going in circles around it. We're creating more negativity in our life. Even though it's not intentional, we feel like we're doing something to help ourselves when what we're doing is staying in that story. This is where we begin to make the difference between where we can work through something ourselves and where we might need to seek out some subconscious insight, some hypnosis. Because... When we can 
ask ourselves, what caused me to get in this place? Okay, now how can I change it? Then we can move forward. And once you begin to move forward, if you find yourself getting stuck and you're pushing through and you still feel something holding you back, pushing back, and you're not getting the full change that you're looking for, that would be a time to book a call. The other time to book a call would be when you're getting caught in these stories and you're going round and round with the stories and you're working to stop the stories. If you've made the effort to stop the stories and you find that you are experiencing triggers that keep throwing you back into the other or the older stories and you're ready to let those stories go. In other words, you're not letting the stories define you, but you're ready to let it go. It's like this is a heavy jacket and I'm ready to take it off. It's feeling heavy. It's getting hot in here. I'm tired of it. I have lived with this my whole life. I just want to walk away and leave it behind. Then it's time to book a call. However, if you're listening to this and you say, Penny, I hear what you're saying about stories, but my mom really was an alcoholic. Or, Penny, I hear you talking about these stories, but this is just who I've always been. Penny, my stories are a part of who I am. I may lose who I am if I lose my stories because I have overcome. I moved through. And you're identifying as a child of an alcoholic or the son of a narcissistic father or whatever the case may be. If your identity is tied up in those stories or you hear me saying to you that it's time to let these stories go, that they're not serving you, that they're the past, they're keeping you stuck, trapped, you're sinking like quicksand, this is why you're getting no momentum, and you're sitting there going, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, I'm going to tell you, don't book a call. Because you're not ready yet. We cannot get to where we want to be by being who we are right now. And you're like, but wait a minute, I I am who I am right now. Well, if you're identifying with the past, you're actually who you were yesterday and the day before that, in the day before that. So for example, I'm going to... Use this example because it's a more tangible way to look at it. But understand the majority of people I work with, we're working around confidence, trust, fear, judgment, all of these things that keep us from being fulfilled in life. And they show up in a lot of funny different ways in our life. Some people who cross my path have already done enough self-work that they realize it comes down to self-worth, self-love, fear of judgment. Other people don't. 
And that's okay. But I'm going to use the entrepreneur example. And if you're not a business owner, if you're not involved in business, just follow me here. And let me give you this example. So when I started my business, just like anyone else out there who starts business, when you first open up your business, you might have a five-figure business. You might have a six-figure business. Most people, when they first open their business, they have a four-figure business. Okay? Now, suppose your goal is to run a million-dollar business. You cannot grow a business to a million dollars thinking like someone who runs a five-figure business because you're in a completely different frame of mind. If you have that five-figure business and you want to be a multi-six-figure business owner, then you have to make decisions like you are already that multi-six-figure business owner. Because the decisions that a five-figure business owner makes is not going to get you to six figures. The same thing with a million-dollar business. The level of thinking, the decision-making processes that happen to build a multi-six-figure business are not going to get you to a million dollars. If you want that million-dollar business, you have to ask yourself, someone who operates a million-dollar business what are their priorities every day? What are the decisions they make? How are they showing up? What are the things that they do as opposed to the things that they delegate in life? So translate this into another area of your life. And I'm going, I'm going to use Alcoholics Anonymous as this example. When someone goes to Alcoholics Anonymous, they forever identify themselves as a recovering alcoholic. And when I was in nursing school, a part of that training was that I was allowed to attend a meeting. And I'm not going to talk about the meeting. That is all in confidence. I would never do that except to say that the reason, and this is true of anything, when you do something and you take on an accountability partner, it could be in business, it could be in physical fitness, it could be a running buddy, a weightlifting buddy. When you take on an accountability partner, you're telling yourself, I can't do this by myself. If I don't have someone there to make me stay accountable, I won't be accountable, which means I will fail. Alcoholism has one of the highest relapse rates out there. And how much different would it be? We can acknowledge we have this issue, but how much different would it be if you could simply identify as someone who used to drink alcohol? I'm a water drinker now. I'm a water drinker. Yeah, I used to do that, but I'm a water drinker now. I love water. As opposed to, I'm a recovering alcoholic. I have to be grateful each and every day that I chose not to have a drink yesterday so that I can remain a, a recovering alcoholic. Do you see how that sounds? So 
If you want to get to where you want to be, ask yourself, what are the stories you're telling yourself if you're that person? So if you want to be confident, following your intuition, and trusting yourself to take action, what does someone who trusts themselves to take action do every single day? When you have the life that you desire, whether it's relationships, business, or just your relationship with yourself, what does someone who already has that, what is their identity? What do they believe? What are the things that they think about themselves and about life? These are the stories that you might want to begin to tell yourself if you're finding yourself caught up in the past. So I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. And if you have questions about what I mean about stories and how these stories can positively or negatively impact your life, depending on the stories you're telling yourself. If there's any questions you have about that, feel free to drop me an email or hit my DMs on Facebook or Instagram and just ask your question. I may address it on a future episode. Until next time. Bye now. Thanks for tuning in today. I would love it if you would head over to iTunes and leave a positive review about how this episode has helped you to improve your life. When you leave a positive review, it helps us to reach even more people, helping them to change their lives. And that positive energy and vibration of sharing comes back to you as we spread the message of how you can use the power of intention creating stronger subconscious beliefs in raising our vibration to create the life that we desire, the one that we're here to truly live so that we can fulfill our purpose in life. Once again, thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.